0: Welcome back to another episode of Marketing Without Social Media. Now, before we dive in, I wanted to let you know that if you're a service-based business, think coaches, consultants, therapists, who wants to get to $7,000 plus recurring months, yes, every month, but needs help with growing your audience, maybe with generating regular leads or landing paying clients, then I'd like to invite you to a free 15-minute leads game plan call. Yes, just 15 minutes to work on your marketing plan. This is a super fast paced call and in this call we are going to take a look at your current situation to see what is and isn't working for you right now in your business. We're going to figure out and identify what's possible for you and your business in the next six months and beyond. We're going to uncover the number one obstacle that is restricting your growth and holding you back right now. And Finally, we are going to develop a three-step action plan. Yes, three-step action plan that will get you results in your business ASAP. Now, the session is free. It's 15 minutes and all you have to do is head on over to vivguy.com forward slash game plan. Yes, that's vivguy.com forward slash game plan right now. Pick a day, pick a time that suits you and let's chat. This episode is a shorty talking all about the top sales saboteur I see that comes up time and time again for my clients. So we are going to dive in and untangle what's going on here to stop your sales calls being sabotaged. You're listening to Marketing Without Social Media with me, Viv Guy, the podcast for people who want more clarity, connections and cash in their business. I'll be sharing with you proven techniques from leading entrepreneurs and experts from across the globe to help you to market without social media and to grow your business in a way that actually feels good to you. Okay so what is the number one sales saboteur? Well I absolutely believe it is the story that we tell ourselves and we have touched on this in a previous episode which I'll link to in the show notes with Charlotte Carter um, uh, around sort of self-belief and how to hold your self-belief when things aren't going well but what I want to talk about now is kind of what is the saboteur for our sales and. It's very much this story we tell ourselves that we don't sometimes realise we're telling ourselves. And this isn't so much about keeping belief, okay? This is just in what our inner narrative is, like what that narrative is that's going on in our brains, okay? That, that is stopping us taking action because this is ultimately what happens. We tell ourselves a story and it, to- it stops us taking action. So if we think about how our brains work, what we think, so we always have the thought first. So often it can think that the we can believe that the feeling comes first. Um, and I got, I first learned about this reading, uh, the book Train Your Brain by Dana Wilde. And it I just come after a really pivotal, like traumatic life moment for me. And and I I was like, it's my feelings. And when I read, actually, it was my thoughts were controlling my feelings, which were then controlling my actions. And I was like, it suddenly made sense. I remember weeping over. It, it was re- it was really transformational, kind of really understanding that. So what we tell ourselves, so our thoughts, our stories, okay, are affecting our emotions, which is, you know, think about our fears, our confidence, our Uh, ability to then take action okay so it's a knock-on effect everything it's a knock-on effect okay so I wanted to share a client's story with you so I I was on a coaching call with one of my clients uh, a a few weeks ago and she'd submitted some proposals and things to prospective clients before the summer But her check-in call, and when I spoke to her at the start of the call, I always open my call with like, what's the big thing you want to focus on today, was she felt she needed to look at her pricing and possibly her offer, which we'd done a lot of work on to this point. And so when we got to looking at it, and I, I dug into what was going on behind this, she, her words were, well, I think I'm too expensive and maybe I'm not good enough or experienced enough. And you know, there's, there's like a cost of living crisis and all of these, there were so many reasons that came out about why it was too expensive. And I said, okay, so has, has, has this person, has this proposal, you know, that you'd submitted, have they come back to you um, or a couple of proposals, have they come back to you and said your, your price is too expensive? She said, no, but they've just not got back to me. So I said, okay, let's just reframe this because right now you have created a story in your brain that the problem is your pricing. When we took a step back from this, okay, and really kind of looked at it, here's what was going on, okay? They hadn't got back after her first submission. Now, this is to the education sector who had broken up for the summer holidays. Everyone was off, Okay they had already pushed back a meeting because they were like, we're so busy at the end of the term. So people were off. You know, if you were in education, hell, those teachers, those academic, those lecturers, they are running for the door when the end of term comes. Why shouldn't they? They work damn hard, you know. Um, so they had gone. They weren't there. But in her, uh, so because she'd not had a reply on the back of this, because they'd requested it, for her, it was all about her price. And that tells me she wasn't feeling confident about her pricing, um, So, which goes back to my my episode 36, where I talk about one of the, the key things that is stopping people from saying yes to you was all about one of the key things in the sales part of that was uh, not feeling confident about your offer. It could be your price, what you do, your deliverables. So there was something there around that. But what we talked about then was Number one, had she done any follow-ups? No, she had not followed up at all. She'd not given them a clear call to action as to what action she wanted them to take that next step after receiving her proposal. So that's the first thing. What do you want them to do? Give them an instruction, okay? Don't let people have to think. Uh, Let them know when you're gonna follow up, if you're gonna follow up, okay? Do the follow-up. You need to follow up more than once, okay? And that's not being a pushy, um shitty spammy person. That is a genuine follow-up. Hey, are you interested? If they're not, they'll say they're not. Okay. Uh, people are busy and they things can slip through the net. Um especially, you know, if we, we've had this, we've talked about neurodiverse with with Abby Rogers on the show. You know, uh neurodiversity, we've had it in our groups. Uh we had a a training that we have within one of my uh, my group program on neurodiversity. And you have to be aware that people who are neurodiverse um, and even neurotypicals like me, stuff, if it's not really kind of a feeling super urgent to you right now in the midst of all the other stuff you've got, it's just going to fall to the bottom of your to-do pile and you forget. So actually you need to remind people and that comes in the form of Uh, just a follow-up reminder, a non-pushy, doesn't have to be an icky, salesy, sleazy kind of uh, follow-up. So that was one of the things. So she hadn't done a follow-up. So that was obviously the the way to start rectifying that problem of not having heard. Let's do some follow-ups. Let's put a call to action in in future. We also looked at the proposal she had submitted. And this was to someone she'd never had a conversation with. So she'd never been able to do that full diagnostic. So she was sending in something that may not have been relevant to them, fully relevant. So she had a general sense from their initial inquiry. But I would have said, I need to get on a call with you before I can do you a full proposal. Because not only does that help build trust with someone, you get to build dig into and get a real deep dive into what's really going on. Because sometimes people can say, hey, this is what's going on, just like this client did, you know, for, for me. Like, hey, it's my pricing, when actually that wasn't the problem at all. Um, You know, so we want to be able to have those conversations to really get to the real truth of what's going on. So for, for my client, you know, this whole story she told herself was stopping her sales—it's too expensive. So then, because she had it in her brain, it was too expensive. She was never going to follow up because that was the action in it. You know, she so she took you no know, action. It was stopping her in her tracks. Okay, she told herself this story. But actually, what about if we have a clear process in place? This is where our systems really come in. So we know. We don't send a proposal until we've had a conversation. We ensure that we diarize two follow-ups. We ensure there's a really clear call to action. So when we put these protocols in place, these systems, it can really stop us kind of um, sabotaging our sales um, process. It can really stop us sabotaging our sales process. And that's what we need to do. So the more things we can put into place... That eliminate the the um, the opportunities for us to come up with stories because we've actually put things in place to mitigate that is really going to help. Of course, we're going to come up with a squillion other stories. We always do, but again, that is about looking at our, our mindset and our uh, the way we are we are managing those stories. We want to really think about what is the narrative and how are we addressing that? If we find that we're stopping taking action, we wanna be digging into what am I telling myself and is this really the crux of the problem or is there something else behind this? Is there an action I could have taken that would stop me getting to this point of having this narrative because maybe that's a step in our process, our standard operating procedure or is there something else going on here that I need to talk through with someone? But the story is important. This is this is also another reason I'm a massive advocate for having conversations versus sales pages. Okay, as you grow your business, you know, if you go multi-million kind of pounds or dollars, of course you're going to rely on a sales page because you cannot necessarily have a conversation with everyone. Although tacky more multi-seven-figure business owner. Everything is through sell by chats and conversations. He has a team. That is how they sell because he has very high ticket programs, but it depends on the price point of your um, your offer. So let's talk about why conversations, okay? Conversations are essential, in my opinion, when you're in your business, um, you know, when you're earlier on in your business. Because once you understand the blocks and objections that are repeatedly coming up, then you can address those on sales pages. You can address those within your content. But understand what's going on and don't be fearful of what is coming up. Because it's information. That information is so valuable because you can then go in and make the relevant tweaks to either your messaging, your content, whatever it is within that versus allowing that story to come up into your brain to tell yourself a story and make up a narrative that doesn't reflect the actual truth, okay? So really think about closing the loop and committing to what you are doing, okay? Um, Remember, conversations are the absolute way forward. So, I hope you have found this episode useful, guys. So really do be switched on to what is going on, what story is happening sometimes where it's happening and we're not attuned and not kind of listening, but it's happening and it's impacting us. And when you can kind of switch on and think what's what's my what's happening in my brain? What is my brain, what story is being told? And how is that affecting my emotions? Is it causing me to feel stressed, anxious, you know, or go from, I'm feeling stressed, I'm feeling anxious, I'm feeling uh, despondent, I'm feeling worried, I'm feeling unmotivated, why? What's the thought that's sitting behind that? Because that's impacting your action, okay? So really think about that. And that's it for this episode. Thank you. So there you have it, folks. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Marketing Without Social Media today and feel inspired to take action in your business, whatever that looks like for you. And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning into another episode of of this podcast. And if you haven't done so already, please do subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Speak to you soon.